0: Thanks for tuning in to Comic the Comic. I'm Brian Kaufman with the Comic, Michelle Krajewski. Michelle Krajewski, how the hell are you?
1: Good, how are you?
0: You are crystal clear on an iPhone from Mexico. You are living the life.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're down here for a few more weeks after this. My husband likes to travel, and we have a like a timeshare kind of thing. I don't like to say that because that sounds like an old, like an old person thing. But
0: well, it also people, sounds like a rich person. It's like, come on, come yeah, on, You know. Michelle, Just, we know you're rich. You're a comedian. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I make. Them, yeah, it's all on the it's all on the bar gigs and all those drink <laughs> tickets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do they count down in Mexico? You can't. You can. You can redeem them down there, or not really.
1: No, not really. No. Oh. no.
0: That's not how drink tickets work. You're destroying my my notion of of drink tickets. (laughs) But you're down there. I mean, do I hear mariachi or or no?
1: Yeah, there's a mariachi band outside my uh, window here by uh, and they 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 make you when you first sign in, they make you sign a waiver saying you're not going to hire the mariachis because it's real weird. It's, you know, you're in a foreign country and the rules are different. So it's a private hotel. But they still have, you know, they can walk by and try and sell you stuff on the beach. And but don't they, hire they, them.
0: Don't hire them. Yeah. Because why?
1: Because they'll just play all night. You uh-huh. know, people have done, come down here and said, oh, let's, let's throw some pesos at this band out. And so <laughs> next thing you know, I got a tuba player playing out there all. Yeah. So they got to do the and-
0: same thing with Michelle Kajeki. You know, they'd be like, don't do your don't hire. Don't hire to do your fucking jokes. She'll be doing her jokes all night.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what they're gonna do down in Mexico because they know me so well down They there. do. They
0: do. Yeah. And you're on a beach right now, right?
1: Well, no, I'm actually in a hotel room. I mean, I'm not on a beach, but yeah, the, uh, the <sighs> actual the resort I'm at is wow. actually yeah I know I know well, I'm, li- I'm
0: living through you this is so amazing to hear and so like tell me it sounds like you went to what some sort of city in Mexico and
1: yeah it, well, it, you- it was
0: it was bizarre you said it was tense it got a little tense in yeah, Mexico
1: we're, we're, in Maz- we're in Mazatlan and it's right on the it's in S- S- Sinaloa state oh or whatever call it. yeah that's where the El Chapo and everything is so we um I guess we're like we're like Mr. Magoo we go downstairs and we're we're like gonna take a cab down to historic center where we've stayed for a couple days we know the area somewhat well we've been there before and it's all lit up for st jo- you know whatever uh day the holiday here down here three kings or whatever <laughs> anyway so we go down there and we're driving the, the cab drivers going we're like man these streets are silent this is like this is weird there's nobody on the malecon the big beach where's everybody and so we're going you know and um so he takes us down these little side roads there's nobody on the street at all nice. everything's not like boarded up it's quiet we go to the square everything is like dark i mean dark dark like nothing's open we're oh like Lord. well don't just leave us here so we like get, <laughs> we, you know i'm like okay just take us back to the hotel we don't know what's going on and so he doesn't speak much english so we're like okay go back to the hotel so there's a restaurant across the street well it turns out later nobody warned us but they were There were some threats here, and then every, they told everybody to hunker down in place because there were some, there's a couple, like Culiacan is where all the, I guess, all the the, um, the cartels live. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mazatlan, I think, is right, is, and there were threats, and there were some shots fired at an airport, and so... But as, as, as a result, some, Ch- El
0: Chapo Sun or whatever?
1: Yeah, El Chapo Sun, they, they captured him, and I guess it's before, a couple days before Biden and the Canadian guy is supposed to come down here, so um. I don't know if it was political, but either way, they they said that they, you know, you had to, they said uh, there were no air, uh, flights in and out for a couple of days in Mazatlan. So it's a good thing oh, we're gosh. down here for a couple re- more weeks. Otherwise, we couldn't get out.
0: Yeah. Are you secretly part of the Biden administration or
1: is that yeah. where you're down there?
0: <laughs> well,
1: if I could, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to assume you are. You're on a beach. You're a comedian. I don't know. I'm going to put two and two together and just assume you're a secret agent. Um. So, I, But I guess it's kind of OK. Like, like. You know if you were i mean that's kind of everybody's dream you're like man i would really love this place for some pictures but the tourists you know the tourists are messing it up it's like you have this city to yourself but on the other hand nothing is fucking open it's dark yeah. you probably can't take any pictures and it could be dangerous and so it's like do you go yeah, back and i mean it's like you can't stay a down your whole trip there can you
1: no and, and my daughter was kind of worried i was telling her about it she said you okay i'm like they're calling bingo at the pool we're fine." <laughs> Like, it was just for a couple days, and actually, most of the action, they actually were, like, they were just setting stuff on fire in Khan, which is a little bit north. Okay. That's the big, the one of the guys down here is telling us, because we know that the people, you come down here enough, they know you, the, the waiters, and it's like, it's just, it's like a real nice middle class. City. I don't feel like an ugly American here because Mazatlan is actually an old city and it it's like they're, you know, it's very middle class, a lot of working class people. You go to a bar and then there's a, you know, doctor from Mexico sitting next okay. to you, you know. So. Okay. Yeah. So we like coming down here, but they talk, they talk to you and tell you, but they, they were telling us before that Culiacan is the place where they said it's so much money. It's like the cartels that they actually have, like, they'll go down the street with a leopard in their car. Yeah. You know, oh it's like gosh. one of those. That's so you time. do.
0: You do see a lot of cool shit, but it's it's at a cost.
1: Well, yeah, I'm not going to go there. i mean that's, <laughs> Easy, but that's especially all right now. And
0: so they were just like threatening yeah. people. I'd be like, if you don't release this motherfucker,
1: right? Well, gonna they did. Just
0: like, say, I'm going to set this place on fire. I think it was Jack Black and Orange County. I'm I'm going to burn <laughs> this mother now. <down." laughs> and I was like, you better no. not. You better not.
1: Well, what What happened is that they did capitulate to the to the cartels when they did. I think it was el Chapo uh, before, like six months ago, and they they. They threatened it, and they released him. They basically the they basically kept the the place hostage. So it worked in the past. So that's okay. why they were kind of more. I guess they were a little bit more ready this time. And the anyway. judge
0: agreed not to extradite. So is that? I mean, do we know the status of that? Is he being extradited? I think
1: no? they, I think he is. Yeah, I think okay. they. they he's going to be going extradited and stuff so yeah. It's well kinda... i'm
0: going d- to delete calling him a motherfucker and i'm going to say i'm pro <laughs> i'm pro fairness to that guy because obviously he's an upstanding citizen who likes riding around with leopards so god bless him so how did you kind of find that city in mexico i mean had you tried some other ones that were a little bit more
1: no, well, know, you... young and
0: hip or did you just kind of that was the first time and you got lucky and you're I like i really feel home i feel at home in this place
1: this, no, it, it was one, of, we got this, like, well, it was a uh, long, sh- long story short, we bid on this trip for, it was like a, my kids went to, on this mission trip and they had this, you know, these fundraisers at the church we used to go to. So we knew a couple people who owned yeah. down here. Okay. And so we kind of they get, they donated it you know so we bid on it and whatever so my husband's like hey let's go let's you know i'm like i don't know so we did and then they give you this presentation and it's like it's actually one of these places if it's Pueblo bonito but if you if you go it actually looks like, when you actually go down, it looks like the brochures. You know what I'm saying? If you go to the website uh. and look at the place, it actually, like, it's really kept up really well. It's one of the nicer places in Mazatlan. We love this. And we just love the city. Like, we fell in love with it. We're like, oh, my gosh, there's so much to do. There's, there's historical stuff. There's uh, restaurants. There's shopping. It's like all oh, that. I mean... It, it was just a, we love the area. We love coming down here. So we, that's why we, you know, we kind of, we bought and we said, okay, we can, I can see us coming down every other year or something for that's, whatever
0: yeah. like, so, so I mean, it's a perfect situation, but the, the big question is, would that situation get better or worse if you started busting out your comedy? I mean, I think it would only improve things. If you just started busting out your comedy, going on stage, do you do stand up while you're down there?
1: No, I don't. I would, there was a, there's a up club, but it's mostly for, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, Booked, or you know, how a lot of a lot of places like uh, bigger hotels—they're booked by somebody that that you know. Um, oh, it's booked that by I, a third party that, or something like yes, a booking yes, service or something. Oh, okay. there's not really a lot. There's not really a lot here, actually.
0: Okay, and they yeah. probably speak their own language, right? I mean, yep. are they speak in English down there too?
1: Oh, I'm a lot. I mean, they, they speak English really well down here, but as far as the culture goes, I don't think comedy is a big thing down <laughs> <And
0: you're> like, <laughs> Plus, my comedy is pretty anti person of color. I don't know that they're going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so stupid. I've never been on a, the country. And so I went other than going to Canada for five seconds. And so I guess everybody does speak English, but I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine they would enjoy speaking with me. It's like, no, speak our fucking language, you asshole. Don't come down here and just presume we're going to speak English, right?
1: Well, no, they, they just, they do, because tourism is huge down here. Oh. So they're like, thank you for your wanna, pacings, yeah. And, they, and they, want, they want to, plus they want to learn, too. I mean, people from Mexico, yeah. you know, they want to learn, speak English if they ever decide to come north or whatever, you know, yeah. for some reason. English. But a lot of people, are, we, have, we have people that are um, scholars and people that work in different uh, countries, and they were said they went to, don't go to another country to try and speak the language, because everybody wants to speak English. Oh, okay. I mean, so,
0: would it be a nice place to retire? Cause I remember some dude with money. Um, yeah, yeah like he still moved down there. Cause he was like, uh, you know, he had a wife who was real, I don't know, just big, big physical, uh, things that she was, you know, chronic physical pain or something, and, and, like, it would only be livable down in Mexico because healthcare is, is cheaper or something. Like, would you ever well, think about retiring down there? Or we,
1: we thought about it. But my husband's got a lot of health issues as well, and he, that's the reason he's so tall. He's got something called Marfan Syndrome, and, it's, and it does cause a lot of health issues, and some of the healthcare doesn't really cover, I mean, if we stayed in Mazatlan, they have, like, really super-duper good healthcare, but should, I, I, we didn't, we haven't really looked at all the uh you have to really plan there are a lot of expats yeah. down here there are okay. a lot of people that retire here but you have to kind of plan you can buy insurance but you know um special kinds of stuff you have to you have to really research it And if you have no pre-existing conditions you might be able to get a cheaper deal we oh, do yeah. have this thing oh. so. I, I, but, but i just uh, love
0: you yeah, some expats down there it's like the chicago comedians all retire down there and you open up a chuckle a hut or something
1: well, yeah. Tom talked about that. He's like, Hey, maybe we should open a comedy club. Then I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not good at, you know, I'm just not good at, I'm not a business person. That's not my idea. That's not my dream is to run a club.
0: It's, it's my job to get up and be hilarious in that club. Right?
1: Yes, exactly. I and want so, to write. Uh, yes. yes. If, if yes. you're
0: not talking about anti people of color, I think, what are you talking about? Kind of what are the jokes that Michelle Krajeki can tell on stage that get laughs, but somebody else could tell and they would just bomb. Like what, what are the kind of subjects that, uh, are unique to you where uh people look at you and you're like yeah i can buy that joke coming coming out of michelle korejacki's mouth but nobody else's
1: okay yeah no I'm, I'm born and raised chicago so i'm like a real chicago kind of person so i'm a real um i just um i work clean so it's yeah. not I, I do work really clean i started in the church actually oh did <laughs> and, you
0: did they yeah, have? Yeah. I mean, it's so great. Like, you find your Me- Mexican connection with through your church, which is great because I've been to yeah. churches that have done kind of mission work in other countries. And that is a good right. way to find, oh, they were actually hospitable. I should probably try to go there. And so, you, you yeah. also did stand up in your church?
1: yeah not in my church church but with the christian comedy association with uh and so i started doing that what the hell
0: is that like so big, first of all like i have 45 pastors like lutheran pastors in my family and so i'm oh, a big like i come from that world so i've never heard of this stuff christian comedy association what the hell yeah. is that how big yeah, is it is it based in chicago or is it all across the I mean, nation i don't or know world?
1: it's all well, it's, it's kind of a loose, uh, loose group of people. And um, well, they're not loose, but no, um, they're, uh, <laughs> no, they're um, uh, it's, it's like, well, it's a group of people. I got, I got connected with them somehow with the speaker, Ken Davis and these other speakers and these Christian comics. And I went to a speaker seminar and, and in Orlando, and I met these other Christian comics and stuff. So now it's kind of odd. I started out in the church and then, the, uh, I got away from the church because a friend of mine told me I was a little bit too uptight. You gotta get back in the clubs and if you want to clean <laughs> it up, go back in. So I did. And so I'm, I'm doing mostly secular stuff now, but okay. now I'm, now I'm getting hired back in churches. So go figure. I'm getting,
0: was, uh, your, was your, I mean, material was clean. It's still clean, but yeah. are you saying at one point your material was actually Christian? No, no. I and then now me, it's secular and now it's
1: non-Christian. No, no, it's not that. It's just okay. that I like I was too uptight. I it, part of that was maybe on me too because I kind of like when you're sometimes in like real sterile environments. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an example. There's like um uh some there is material I do that a Christian person or a person at church would laugh. If they went to a restaurant or a bar or a secular venue, there's certain things they might laugh at. But in a church, they're kind of like really, really uptight. I'll just put it that way. And that's common in a lot of churches. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not indicting the church on that. But then um, so what they're saying is I kind of took it upon myself like, oh, I was trying to fit into this kind of weird mold. And a friend, a pastor friend of mine from Florida said, you are Chicago. You are like tough. You don't you're not being yourself you're like holding back something so you're not gonna you're not gonna do well i, I he yeah. goes, say so you'll do okay but and a lot of people i met the cca were like southern you know that kind of stuff they talk with it i clean it and then so they talk oh praise god and i'm just like i don't talk like that you know I, i'm in chicago so whatever if i if i even if i do whatever what i do my materials clean i don't talk like that so it's kind of like, so I've kind of gotten away from working with the group. I've got a lot of friends that I work with in the group. But um, so, yeah, so a friend of mine goes, get out of the church because you're too restricted. You're restricting yourself. Go be like your mother. My mother's a real Chicago, real like, yeah, what the hell? You know, yeah. That's how I grew up, you know, and the so chains I'm, were off. And so
0: like the minute you got in these clubs, I mean, did you feel yeah. yourself just like losing that uptight?
1: Uh, yeah, restriction? Ex- yeah, exactly. So then. So then I was I'm working with like I'm really good friends with the old what I call the old guard because I'm, you know, I'm not young. I'm not real. I'm not old, but I'm not young. But with um, like Bill Gorgo and Dobie Maxwell, they teach the classes at Zany's. Ah. So I'm like really in with them. Good. Really, uh, Larry yeah, I, just, I just had a, I just
0: had on Joe Janes. And later on I had Hope Rehack and she's like, they both, you know, Joe Jane's taught, teaches a bunch of yeah, improv and sketch at Second City and Columbia, which has a uh-huh. uh, comedy major, I guess. And I had Hope Rehack on and she's like, Oh, I teach at Northwestern and stuff. And I was like, ah, Joe Jane's on. And he goes, yeah, and she goes, she goes, yeah, that's who taught me. And so I'm just like, it's so yep. great to, to kind of to meet the teachers because you guys just fucking you've seen it all. And so, I mean, but you're in good with the old guard meeting there. I'm
1: meeting the old guard because here's the deal. I think a lot of the, the, see, comedy's kind of like really changed a lot, you know. Like the old, you know, I was actually in a, in a um, at one point, I was working in a vaudeville show with um, like an old time vaudeville show, uh, re- with Karen Knotts, you know, Don Knotts' daughter. And if you wow. say who's Nats, I'm gonna slap you. I love him, um, yeah, but I love I mean, him.
0: He was the best part of Andy Griffith. I mean, the yeah, show The he? show took a dive after it. I do yep. not watch a single episode of Dan Knotts is not on there.
1: Yeah, well, I I was friends with his daughter, and I was Uh. in a vaudeville show with her. And so I like studied all the history of of comedy and stuff now. So comedy goes through all kinds of changes. So, you know, starting out vaudeville, jokey, jokey, then the Phyllis Diller, and then, you know, take my wife, please. And then it switched to, you know, George Carlin, and then uh, Lenny Bruce and then that kind of stuff and now it's like a lot of storytelling almost podcasting it's a podcast I know you have one but um, very uh, it's it's different to comedy like and I'm gonna say it like the young, younger I'm seeing um, just so they get on stage and they just tell stories and it's just a total different vibe where i'm kind of more of like the setup punchline kind of yeah. comic so and that's kind of where my comedy is that's so i'm i'm like i see a, a mixed group of people in a club and i'm like man these are my people you know like God and it doesn't matter but i mean if you put me with a bunch of 20 year olds uh i'm doing a, i do okay 21-year-olds. they'd be like you're
0: so jokey i mean of course the the, yeah, the, yeah. the audiences would love you <laughs> it's like thank you for telling jokes at this joke place that i went to yeah. to hear jokes thank <laughs> you but i mean the other people are like yeah but is it i don't know is it therapeutic is it cathartic but like somebody like like storytelling can be so hard and so like when it's bad yeah. I guess there's very very bad and so if there's there's people who are not skilled at it but like somebody like mike, mike Burbigli, i think he he, oh, toys, he yeah he toys with time in his stories like, like yeah, he yeah. starts with the, the crash when he's t-boned by an accident and then he jumps in time before I and I, I must, I'm i now thinking that that might have more to do with to get jokes in there like if he went sequential yeah. it might not be funny but he's like dude I need some jokes here let me fuck with time but like, it must be so difficult to just be a storytelling comic
1: yeah, I, I think. And, and right. And so there's ways that somebody was saying uh, they were just talking about that with our group. It's so funny. Like the writing group was like, so do you uh, do you write a funny story or just do you tell a story and put the jokes in it? Or, you know, some people put a bunch of jokes together and to make a story out of it. So yeah. it's like the other but if you don't have jokes and seinfeld said it best i was like thank you on one of these uh vultures or what, whatever vibe or whatever one of these things they interviewed seinfeld like really recently and he finally said you gotta have jokes yeah you gotta have jokes you know be yeah. this is what i have been like <laughs> i've had people come to me afterwards like at a show and they'll be like i don't know what the heck the guy in front of you was. <laughs> <talking> <laughs> of. i had no idea what he's talking yeah. about or just not funny like yeah. you know i'm not like Phil I love Phyllis Stiller and Joan Rivers don't get me wrong they're hilarious you know Roseanne Barr all these people that were like trailblazers and I love them but it's like but you can't I, the, the others, st- I'm just seeing a lot of like rambling. I, I just yeah. feel like a lot of, it takes a long time to get to a joke. And if you, my whole thing is if you see, again, the setup, setup, punch kind of thing, setup, punch, you know, tags thing. So I just close my eyes and I'm like, is it just me? So I'm like, okay. So what I'll do is I'll listen to something like say a YouTube clip. I will close my eyes and I will just listen. And if you're not hearing people laughing, <laughs> No, seriously. You know hey, you're listening
0: like, at the crowd. Love. You're not. Li- I, I'm sit there and listen. And what I mean is, I'm listening to the crowd. And if they're not yeah. laughing, it's not working. Yeah.
1: No. No. Exactly. And that's kind of what I think. And that's why I mean, I I like to set up punch. I'm a real. I'm a joke writer at heart. I love yeah. writing. Jokes. I love getting up there. I love trying to figure. Well, this punch didn't work, or this is a funnier word. Stick this one at the end. And a lot of people, you know, ask me to like help write, like to um, to tweak punch their, up their
0: stories. You're like, I tell this story. It's really rambling, and nobody laughs. Hey, <laughs> hey Michelle, could you please help me? You know, write <laughs> jokes. It's like, are you sure you're a comedian? Should you not be like a beat poet or something? Like is good at that too. Like there, there's very few storytellers that, you know, actually rank on my list. And I mean, I think Burbigli might finally oh, that's top, good. might finally be top four. But Mulaney, I don't think he'll ever get there. But meaning, like, I think Mulaney is is fairly solid as a storyteller. And I think yeah. maybe people see that and they try that themselves and they're far less yeah.
1: successful. Exa- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think they don't really know. And they really don't, a lot of them don't like I'm so like. I was so happy when you said, when I said Don Knotts and, and I'm like, and I, I was, and you were like, oh, I and, I, and I continue to say it. If you say who the heck is Don Knotts yes. in the slam? Because yeah. It's, yeah, people say that to me, like who's Don Knotts? I mean, they don't really seem to care about like the craft. I'm going to call it the craft of comedy yes. because if you, if you are want to be comedian and you want to get up and the whole idea, why are you a comedian? You're trying to make people that is your, first thing you're supposed to do yeah why would you you not
0: study the grades
1: yeah, no, they I mean, like, right.
0: like, and maybe if they're just young and they're hacking away and they're just being yeah. like, I don't even know if I like this yet. But the minute you yeah. know you're good at comedy, at least figure out who's been good at the type of humor you do. I it's, mean, it's cool it's, if you also kind of step outside and look at, oh my gosh, Don Knotts was hilarious even with facial expressions alone. Yeah. Let me try to incorporate some of that. Into, but as you're in this discipline for longer, I don't think there's any excuse for not kind of researching some of the grades and seeing you can incorporate some of that interact.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yep. Well, see, I mean, we're,
0: we're a million miles away because that's how far Mexico is, right?
1: Yeah, you no, know? yeah. And
0: we're just in perfect agreement. <laughs> I think it's
1: because... more a gazillion, but that's okay. Wait, say that again? It's more a gazillion, but go ahead. Oh, is it? Yeah,
0: like I was I, I, I was expecting <laughs> you to correct me because I was like a million miles and you're like, I don't know, bazillion, Like, yeah, so I'm, uh, yeah, but we are in perfect lockstep and you're crystal clear in an iPhone and it's just been so great talking to you. And we follow her everywhere. Michelle Krajeki, I'm really hoping, I'm hoping that on the Twitter, funny Michelle K., makes a big comeback because I'm ready to retweet all the funny stuff and it's been dormant for too long. I've already retweeted a couple of your funny things from years ago, but also Michelle K comedy, Instagram, you're more active on that, but you're still active on Facebook, right? I'm I'm Krojeki. Can we follow you there? Or do you also have a page?
1: Um, I have, um, I have a personal page where I put a lot of jokes and photos and stuff like that, but I also put up more business, a comedian, Michelle Krojeki comedian page. So that's where I put more of my schedule. That's my, that's, more businessy type stuff but i do a lot of and it might my, my settings are all open so you don't have to be a friend I, i'll be anybody's friend as long as you don't look like a russian bot or a bot yes. but i had many of those
0: to begin with and i was like good
1: i'm glad i have
0: all these friends and i'm just like after a while they they tag you on all these awful bizarre shit and you're like no that's all no that's so what i love I'm to restart care- it yeah
1: i'm real careful I, t- I take as friends though i mean i i want as many as i can but i i don't take just you know Every Russian orphanage or every African orphanage.
0: <laughs> they, they can't, they can't get next to Michelle Krajeki, let me tell you, but she's <laughs> down in Mexico. And also um, hopefully we hear some of these Mexico stories kind of kind of morph their way into set up punch, set up punch in a way yeah, that really. uh, Michelle Krajeki can. Like michellekcomedy.com, is that going to have your next shows too? Or just the Michelle Krajeki comedy Facebook page?
1: yeah um yeah this i do put my schedule on instagram too michelle k comedy i I put a schedule on there too so they can look on that
0: so you'd be at the laugh factory next is that sure i mean you're only on the biggest of stages
1: right yeah i'm 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 in in april i'll be in the laugh factory but i've got a bunch of stuff set up already
0: but you got someone coming, in platteville Are are you on a tour no
1: i was i I, well i'm headlining out of state it's really hard to headline in the city in chicago because everybody comes here it's kind of known that people move to chicago get their act together and then move on to la new york if that's what they're going to do so there's a ton of competition it's really hard but um i'm headlining out of state now so that's kind of cool so i'm excited about that that's That's why
0: she's going to afford a place next to the beach in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) michelle kajaki thank you so much for coming on
1: All right. Thanks. I appreciate it.